Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Siggers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this very difficult question. Have you ever been judged by other Christians? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going there. If there is one thing that Christians are often accused of being, especially these days, it is being judgmental. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I actually received an email recently from a very concerned grandparent whose grandchild had been judged by some other Christians in a was a horrible way. And this precious child was really injured. I'm going to talk about whether it is ever right to judge someone else and and how to respond when you have been judged by other Christians later in this series. Yep, we're doing another series. I'm also going to give you some really important and helpful guidelines on how to react when that happens, because I'm going to go out on a limb and assuming that it has already happened to you and likely your kids as well, and not to be a pessimist or the bearer of bad news, but it probably isn't the last time. 
that it will ever happen. So we need to know how to react when we have been judged by others. And also coming up in this series, I want to talk about what to do when we've been wounded in the church. That is a very serious issue that needs to be addressed because that has probably happened to you as well. I know it has happened to me, but before we get to those critically important topics, we need to lay a foundation here. I want to talk about judging in general, how damaging it can be when it is done in an ungodly way. And what the Bible has to say about judging in general. The Bible has to be our source, our foundation for how to approach any topic. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. So I got this email recently that really stuck with me. All of your emails do, by the way. I really appreciate it when you write And I do pray for you and and the difficult situations you are going through. This one email addressed an issue that every one of us will have to face in life. So will our kids. We probably already have. This grandmother told me about a child in her family who had some questions about the faith and went to a Christian counselor. This child was told that if she didn't change, she was going to hell And God didn't love her anymore. Dear Lord, have mercy. And I mean that sincerely because Matthew 18 verse 6 says, If anyone, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Yeah, (laughs) that's my reaction as well to what these Christian counselors Told the struggling teenager, this is not how we should react to the genuine questions of our kids or anyone who is seeking answers about the Christian faith. And woe, woe to any Christian leader or counselor who would ever tell a child or anyone that God doesn't love them for any reason, which is a lie that will certainly push them away from God. Moms and dads, we need a a solid foundation here. We need to be clear about this fact from Scripture. God loves everyone, period. Every single human being on the face of the planet, God loves them. God's love is not dependent on our actions or our obedience or our purity or even what we believe Scripture is so, so clear about this. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love doesn't require anything from us. God loves us while we were still sinners. And you know what? (laughs) Even after we're saved, we still sin. Look at look at the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. I told that story quite dramatically in episode four. Please check that out if you if you haven't heard it. Revisit it if you need a refresher course on how much God loves us. Let your kids listen to it. The father in that story represents God. He deeply loves his son while his son 
is living in a pig pen. He does. This kid took his father's inheritance, what what his father had worked a lifetime to earn, and he squandered it. He wasted all of it. This kid is living in complete opposition to everything his father taught, everything his father believes. (laughs) And you know what? His father is still looking out that window, waiting, praying for him to come home. His father still loves him. That is God's love for us and for our kids. Listen to this passage from Romans chapter 8. These are verses 35 through 39. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell. And side note here, I believe that includes the hell that sin can sow into our lives. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or in in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That was the New Living Translation. I really love the way it captures the breadth and magnitude of God's love. Think about it. If, if not even hell can separate us from God's love, we can. Nothing. Nothing. Now, We must give full disclosure here. Salvation, on the other hand, does require something. It requires our belief in the revelation of Jesus so that his blood can cover our sin and make us right with God. And walking in right standing with God and fulfilling our God-given purpose in life requires obedience. So, yes, Scripture does give us some requirements. There is a standard in God's word, but God's love doesn't require anything. We need to be abundantly clear on this point in our own theology, our own beliefs, and in what we teach our children. My heart is torn in two when I hear of a child being judged and condemned like this child was. Do our actions have consequences? Absolutely. Do our beliefs have consequences? (laughs) Absolutely. Eternal ones. Do our actions and our beliefs change God's love for us? Absolutely not. They don't because nothing can separate us from God's love. So before we ever address a question that a child has or a concerning area in a child's life, even a sinful area in their life, we must affirm emphatically that God loves that child. And so do we. God's love is never in question and ours shouldn't be either. So that needs to be clear at the onset before we address the issue of if 
we should judge or when we should judge or how we should judge, which I will, I'm going to talk about later in the series. Judging a situation or a person improperly, especially with young believers, can be very damaging. We must maintain at all times the foundational fact that God loves us and nothing can separate us from his love. You know, I can remember some really painful experiences of being judged by Christian leaders when I was growing up. I I don't recall someone telling me that God wouldn't love me if I didn't do something. But, you know, at times it might have been implied. But some of these situations still stick out in my mind. And some of them took a really long time to get over. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. When I was in, I think it was eighth grade, so I was about, I guess, 13, the principal of my Christian school called my best friend, her name was Lee, Still is, as far as I know. Uh, He called Lee into his office and told her not to hang out with me anymore because I was a liar. Seriously, that happened. The great irony was that, you know, I was a really honest child, like painfully honest. I, I admitted things I didn't have to. I wasn't even asked. I didn't lie. You know, like every kid, I had my issues, but lying wasn't one of them. But this principal, Christian principal, had it in his mind that I was a liar. He had, I don't know, he had found a note on the floor beside my locker and he assumed it was mine. It wasn't. It was clearly not my handwriting. It was like very frilly and had hearts on the lowercase eyes. You know, I, I would never do that. I, you know, I wouldn't judge anyone who did, to, you know, teach their own. But that was not my handwriting. This note however, was beside my locker. So he thought it must have been mine. And the contents of that note, I guess, caused the principal to question my character. He falsely accused me to my best friend. To her credit, Lee marched right out of that office and she told me everything that the principal had said. Thank you, Lee. And she was a very You know, she was a very good and loyal friend. And I, of course, marched out of school that day and told my mother. Yeah, you know, to this day, (laughs) I don't think I've ever, ever seen a person so mad. My mother was like a mama bear whose cub had just been attacked. Those were those were fighting words coming from that principal. She marched into that office and um. Uh, well, yeah, let's just say she she set the record straight. 
And here's the thing. This this was not an isolated incident. This, you know, is so often is the case when when someone is out of control like that and judging people, they do it to other people. My best friend's brother was called a very nasty name, the kind of name that that scars a child, the kind of name that should never come out of a Christian's mouth. Her brother was called that by this principle. Something was very, very wrong in his heart. And both my parents and the parents of my best friend sprung us all from that school the next year. We didn't go back. But, you know, man, that, that, that left some deep wounds and marks on my life. Um, I, honestly, I got over it pretty quickly. But my, my friend's brother, it was, it was very damaging. You know, then there, there was this one time in college when a professor judged me for performing in Rogers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. Yeah, pretty innocent show, the musical. But, you know, I was doing that instead of doing something more spiritual. Actually, a lot of ministerial students did that at my Christian college. They thought I was I was wasting my time. That left a huge wound in my life because God had given me a gift and a passion for theater. And, you know, it took a a very long time to get over that. Then there was a time I was in a Christian leadership circle that had previously been comprised of all men. And, you know, they had just brought women into the circle and things got a little heated in one of the meetings. And the man in charge said, well, you know, this is what happens when we bring women into the circle. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one stung too. The point is, we've all experienced the judgment of Christians in very painful and unjust ways. We have. And the fact is, you know, we've all judged others in painful and unjust ways. We must remember that. That's what helps us to extend grace to those who have judged us. We need to extend grace. If we don't, the bitterness, it won't hurt them. Mm -mm. It will just hurt us. Trust me, I learned that one the hard way. Don't fall for that bait. Truly, truly, that bait of unforgiveness is the bait of Satan. Actually, I read a really good book on this very topic called The Bait of Satan. It's by John Bevere. Whew. Let me tell you, if you are struggling with unforgiveness, you you might want to pick that book up because you are only hurting yourself. One of the most popular Bible verses in the New Testament, actually in the whole Bible, is judge not lest ye be judged. Even people who aren't Christians will quote this verse to you. Many people take this to mean that we shouldn't judge others at all. But that's that's not actually true. That verse is taken from Matthew chapter seven, verses one through three. We really need to look at the whole context of this section in order to understand it. The whole section, which most people don't know, says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? (laughs) Such a good question. So what this section of the Bible is actually saying is, is that we need to take great caution and care 
when we put a measuring stick up to someone else. We need to seriously check our motives. The section of scripture is not saying don't ever judge, and I'll show you why later in this series. But it is saying don't judge someone else if you aren't prepared to be judged yourself. In other words, don't hone in on that speck in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own. Don't do that. (laughs) Okay, Uh, confessional time here. I've actually been kind of (laughs) convicted about this one lately. This isn't a super serious example, but it does fit the bill. I'm always harping on my kids about their rooms, you know, cleaning up their rooms. And right now, (laughs) yeah, my room is kind of a mess. Yeah, um, that might be a bit of a mild term. Anyways, I'm issuing a standard that I'm not living by. And I'm I'm really kind of convicted about that. That is what this verse is talking about. I should not issue a standard that I myself am not living by. So I'm, I'm going to clean my room. I am very, very soon. Probably. No. Yes, definitely. Okay. As Christian parents, We know that God has given us a standard in Scripture. A standard naturally makes a judgment call. It says, this is right and that is wrong. But we have to understand the purpose behind the standard. I broke that down for you in episode four of CPCW. That It was titled, Is Christianity Just a Religion of Do's and Don'ts? Please go back and listen to that one. In that episode, I talk about what God's standard is really all about. In a nutshell, God's standard is meant to protect us. It is a standard issued because God loves us and he doesn't want us to harm ourselves. He doesn't want us to separate ourselves from him and destroy ourselves. Our destiny, that is the purpose behind the standard. Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 7, verse 7. He says, it was the law, a.k.a. the standard, that showed me my sin. I would have never known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense, right? So the standard helps us to know what is good for us and what is bad for us, what is right and what is wrong. And when we understand the purpose behind the standard, that the standard is birthed out of God's love for us and his his desire for us not to harm ourselves, then we can use the standard in a godly way, in a loving way. I can answer the question I gave at the top of the show. Have you ever been judged by other Christians? I know you have. We all have. It hurts. And frankly, let's let's be honest. We've all done some judging. We have. You know what they say about pointing a finger at someone. You've got three more pointing right back at you. Yeah, we are all guilty when it comes to judging. But is judging always wrong? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in the next episode, we're going to talk about if it is ever right to judge someone else. The world, our culture, would say no. And yet, you know, they kind of do this all the time, like all the time, don't they? That is what cancel culture is all about. 
Our culture says, you know, don't judge me, but if you think this or you say that or you do that, well, then you are canceled. (laughs) That pretty much makes those who engage in cancel culture guilty of harping on the sawdust in someone else's eye while ignoring the plank in their own. Yeah, that happens a lot in our culture, and it happens in the church, too. It happens with other Christians. But from a Christian standpoint, is it ever right to make a judgment call about someone else? Should we even judge the actions or thoughts or ideas of our children? Many, many would say no in our culture and even in the church these days. We're going to explore that idea in the next episode. Then I'm going to give you some very practical and helpful guidelines on how to react when you or your child has been judged by other Christians unjustly or in an ungodly or unloving way. I know it hurts and we need to have a game plan there. Then then we're going to talk about dealing with our church wounds. So stick around mamas and papas. You don't want to miss this series because you know it's really going to help. Let's let the healing begin. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you Your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.